the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. And let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we are so appreciative and thankful that you protected us, that you downgraded the storm, that for most people they've lost electricity, but not really too much else. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for your angels round about the Tampa Bay area, really sensed it. And so, Lord, we, we do pray for everybody who had problems and, and uh, lost homes and, and possessions. And we pray, O oh Lord, that this will be resolved quickly and that they can get back to normal lives quickly. We pray that the body of believers will be not only encouraging, but they will be uh, financially helpful to their neighbors and that we will be seen as a force to represent you, Lord. So we thank you for an opportunity to do good. We thank you for an opportunity to represent you. And we bless you we praise you and honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. You know, I, I've got to say um, our synagogue and, and the people who are part of our, um, our, our audience, so to speak, our, our, because it's more than just our synagogue people and, and the various synagogues we have. But at any rate, we raised $10,000 for Houston and sent that off on Friday. And I was thinking, wow, I should keep it here and just, uh, but you know, God wants us to bless people. He wants us to encourage people. And so it, it was a blessing to send that off to Houston. And um, 
you know, I, I really believe that the God was merciful for us. I mean, it, it could have been way worse, way worse. Any rate, um, almost feels funny talking about anything else, right? Um, but two weeks ago, we talked about the month of Elul, which is a preparation month for the appointed times of God. These are the feast days that we see in the book of Leviticus. And at this time, we're to uh, look within ourselves and we're supposed to uh, see what God wants to deal with us on and we're to repent and become clean before God. Amen? Last week, we talked about sharing with Jewish friends and inviting them to the High Holy Day services. Look, don't wait. Believe it or not, Rosh Hashanah begins this Wednesday. Wednesday, September 20th at 7 p.m. is when our service is, 7 in the evening. Please come and bring Jewish friends. Uh, You know, it's next week, right? This coming week, yeah. And we have services, uh, so that Wednesday evening, and then Thursday morning at 11, because we follow what Scripture says, that we are to not do any work on this day. And so please join us. Uh, We'd love to have you. Uh, Look at our website for our Holy Day service schedule, which is in St. Pete and Wesley Chapel and South Bay and Tampa. I'm just telling you pretty much about Tampa, but we have three other congregations, so please check them out. You can go to our website, Shoresh David, or S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David.org. So are you going to invite your Jewish friends? (laughs) And look, if you'd like a calendar of all our uh, events this fall, this our services, because it's much more involved than just a couple services, call Karen at 813-831-5673 and ask her to email you our Holy Day calendar. Also, uh, obviously, there's no cost to this, and, and that way... You'll know exactly uh, what's going on. Look, what I'm asking you to do is make a list of everyone you know, especially who's Jewish. Pray for them daily. Look for divine appointments to speak to them and consider contacting them, making an appointment that uh, with them that God could use for his glory. Uh, again, call Karen and, and get that calendar. Um If you're able to support this program, we'd certainly appreciate your gift offerings, especially at this time as we celebrate the fall feasts. So, uh, do you remember the Hebrew for appointed times, which many people call the holy days, is Moedim. And this is a great time also for our rabbis to come visit your church to speak about how these appointed times are important for Christians, too. So email me, and we'll set it up, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, or, of course, call Karen. <laughs> so let's look at an overview of the fall feast. We begin with Rosh Hashanah, as I mentioned, this Wednesday night and Thursday. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year, but that's not really the correct name biblically. It is Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing, referring to 
the blowing of the shofar or shofar or trumpet, you might be easier for you to know. Another name is uh, Yom Hazikoron, which is the day of remembrance. And we see this from Leviticus 23, 23 to 25. The Jewish New Year begins the holy days in the Jewish month of Tishri, corresponding usually to September or October, obviously in September this year. We actually sound the shofar over a hundred times during our services. Um, there are four themes generally looked at at Rosh Hashanah. Number one is the blowing of the shofar, or Yom Teruah, the day of the shofar. And we believe, amongst many other things, God wants to wake us up. Uh, secondly, uh, another theme is God is our Father, God is our King. And the idea here is we depend on Him, we serve Him, and we worship Him. Third, uh, we have the uh, our third idea or concept at Rosh Hashanah is Believing God for a sweet new year. Now, even though biblically this is not the new year, um, traditionally it is in Jewish uh, thinking. And so because um, the seventh month of the year on our calendar is such a holy month, they made it, in a sense, the first month of the year. And that's why it's considered a new year. Finally, Four, recognizing our sin and repenting. There is a tradition which we keep, actually. After our service on Thursday, we will have what is called a tashlich service, where we take breadcrumbs, we go to an area of the water, which happens to be Bayshore, because it's right by our synagogue, and throw these breadcrumbs into the water, representing that we are getting rid of our sins. Now, we know it's just tradition, but it's really based on Scripture in a sense. Micah 7.19 says, He will again have compassion on us, meaning the Lord, and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea. Okay? So come and join us, and we'll do that together. Come to our Rosh Hashanah service on Thursday morning at 11. And afterwards, after we eat uh, a little food, we'll go to the um, Bayshore area, Bayshore and Bay to Bay. And uh, we'll join together as we sing and as we worship and and, and, and traditionally. And, and, and obviously, we, we know this is not how we receive atonement. But it is uh, it is uh, a good thing for us to do. Nothing wrong with it, right? Leviticus 23, verse 24 says, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you will have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Well, holy convocation is a service, and so we're having two of those. No work? Well, if we're having services, we're not going to be working, doing our regular thing. We are going to be worshiping God. Three, we're going to blow the trumpet or blow the shofar, as I already mentioned, 
and the offering of fire. I pray that there's a fire in our belly uh, for the Lord. And, and so our offering is our heart and our lives to the Lord. Well, uh, continuing, there's uh, after Rosh Hashanah, the, there's a 10-day period uh, called um, the Days of Awe. It's Yamin Noraim. And they're also called the Days of Repentance. And this is a time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year or the previous day or today (laughs) and repent before uh, the Lord. So oftentimes um, during this period of time, we go through the waters of mikvah, which is what we're going to do on Sunday, September 24th. Now, mikvah is a, a pool of water, not necessarily a swimming pool, but an area usually Uh, a lake or a a river or something like that. And we have tefillah, which is immersion. You might know it as baptizing people. So we do that on Sunday the 24th. And then um, that's on our calendar as well, by the way. And then we get to the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, Leviticus 23, 26 to 32. And this is considered the holiest day in the Jewish calendar year. It's spent fasting, praying, and confessing. Uh, Yom Kippur is probably the most important holiday of the Jewish year. Many Jews who do not observe any other Jewish custom will refrain from work. They'll fast. They'll attend synagogue services. Um, Yom Kippur on the Hebrew calendar, occurs on the 10th day of Tishri. Now, the name Yom Kippur means Day of Atonement, and that pretty much explains what we do. It is a day set aside to afflict the soul, to atone for the sins of the past year. Jewish people believe that God inscribes all of our names then in the Book of Life, On Yom Kippur, the judgment entered into these books is sealed. So this day is essentially your last appeal, your last chance to change the judgment of God, to demonstrate your repentance and make amends. Now, having said that, most Jewish people, though they celebrate this holy day, do not believe, number one, they need atonement, Secondly, do not believe that God gives atonement. And honestly, most Jewish people also don't believe in heaven and hell. Now, this certainly isn't true for all, but I think it's a fairly reasonable generalization. Uh, So I believe the majority of Jewish people don't believe. We'll talk more about Yom Kippur in the coming weeks. The final major holy day um, is the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. This is Leviticus 22, 33-44. God told the people they should leave in bo- live in booths for seven days so that the generations would know that his people lived in booths when he brought them out of Egypt. It's a time to be joyful. Uh, Messiah is our tabernacle or dwelling place, says John 14, 14. 
So um, one of the things that I uh, love is is then on the eighth day, we are to celebrate, as it says in Scripture. And so we have a number of services, extra services during this month. Again, all on our calendar. We'd love to share them with you. So if I were to review, and I do this every year, uh, and talk about God's plan for us in the fall feasts, it's... I guess I would call it my uh, R's because each word that I'm going to speak to you about begins with the word R. So we begin with reflecting. We reflect as we get quiet before the Lord. Then we recognize our sins. We repent of our sins. Then we're redeemed as our sins are forgiven. We're reconciled to God and to man. We receive God's love and mercy. We rejoice in the Lord. We remember the Lord. And we retell about the Lord and his love. The results for all of these things are we're renewed, we're refreshed, and we're revived. And I believe that's what God wants during this, these fall feasts, he wants to revive us. He wants us to come closer to him. So, um, if you look at Psalm 89, 15, how blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, or teruah, the blowing of the shofar. Oh Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. Some might ask, is keeping these holy days, these are in the Hebrew scriptures, is this legalism? What is legalism? Well, I believe legalism is pride in performing good deeds rather than seeking God's heart. Secondly, I believe that legalism is perfection in minor details rather than seeking God's heart. Thirdly, seeking to earn righteousness and atonement by outward appearances. And finally, legalism results in criticism of others and makes others extremely uncomfortable. And so we are not involved in legalism in celebrating these holy days. Look, Holy Days starts with Shabbat, with the Sabbath, in Mark 2, 27 and 28. Then he said to them, Shabbat was made for man and not man for Shabbat. So the Son of Man is Lord even of Shabbat. And in Mark 22, um, 2, 23 and 24, it says, Now it happened on Shabbat that Yeshua was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to make their way, plucking the heads of grain. The Pharisees, or those who were legalistic, right, were saying to him, Look! Why are they doing this? This is not permitted on Shabbat. Shabbat is not only, by the way, on Saturdays, but all appointed times are Shabbat or Shabbatot. any rate, so, but it's all about being obedient to God. And, and again, so Yeshua said that Shabbat was made for man, not man for Shabbat. 
So we are being obedient to God because of our relationship with him and we love God and ask him, you know, what he desires and match that with his word. So if you celebrate God's appointed times the way God wants it, you'll exhibit the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. In Colossians 2, verse 16 and 17, it says, Therefore, do not let anyone pass judgment on you in matters of food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or Shabbat. These are a foreshadowing of things to come, but the reality is Messiah. So it doesn't say we shouldn't celebrate these things. In fact, it says if I choose to celebrate Shabbat, and if I choose to celebrate the holy days in Leviticus, don't judge me. (laughs) Okay, that's what it says. I'm just telling you what scripture says. So Leviticus 23, where you find all the appointed times, it's a blueprint of God's plan foreshadowing of things to come. So when you build a house and tell someone, they might not see it. But if you show them the blueprint, they can understand. So your understanding of the future, of what God is going to do, and when Yeshua returns, is foundational from Leviticus 23. We'll talk about that more in the next few weeks as well. Matthew 15, 6 through 9, on account of your tradition, you made void the word of God. Hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. See, we don't want to be involved in the commandments of men. We want to worship God the way he wants us to worship him, following Matthew 15. Look, traditions are fine if we don't make them the word of God. Traditions are good when they refer to God's words. Traditions are bad when they take away or add to God's word and and when they don't follow God's heart. The purpose of God's appointed times was to bring people closer to God, remember what God has done for us, and bring us back to our focus, our trust, our reliance, and our thankfulness to God. Well, I probably don't have much time left in my in my uh, message today, but let me just uh, mention one thing here. Um, we are wanting to honor God and his word. That's the bottom line. We want to seek the heart of Messiah. That's the bottom line. Make sure in your day-to-day living that you major on the majors and allow people to express their love for God in the way they want to express it. I don't think these are ways that we should worry about. Now, during the next broadcast, we're going to talk about God's appointed times. However, even better, I want you to come to our synagogue at one of our locations and join us for services. Now, if you want the calendar, just email me. Remember, rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. 
and um, we'll send you out the calendar. I would love for you to bring friends to our Rosh Hashanah service Wednesday evening, September 20th, and Thursday, uh, and that's at 7 p.m., by the way, and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Now, that's the Tampa uh, schedule. You have to check our website for all the other congregations, right? Look, this is also a great time for one of our rabbis to come visit and speak to your church. So contact us, and we would love to do that, okay? May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.